Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to About Progress. I'm Monica Packer, a regular mom and recovering perfectionist who uncovered the truest model to dramatic but lasting personal growth. It's progress made practical. Join us to leave the extremes behind and instead learn how to do something to grow in ways that stick. Did you know that women must do habits differently? And it's not because we're weak, It's because we're not robots. I have a 55-minute answer to you on why this is the case, and you can find that out through taking my free class, The Number One Reason Why Women Must Do Habits Differently. You can sign up at aboutprogress.com slash habit class. Welcome. We are going to do a different and hopefully a fun episode for you today. And I'll just set this up by saying this is all in honor of our six-year anniversary of the About Progress podcast. I tend to do an anniversary sort of episode. And in the past, I've had you send in questions. I've shared reflections on what I've learned from the show. And 
I had that in mind, but then I was discussing it with Brad because I wanted him to kind of moderate it. And he was really kind to point out that I've answered all those questions before. And I really mean he was kind to point that out because I was feeling stuck with it too. So we came up with a different way of doing this. We are going to be talking about my podcast faves, um, including some non-faves. <laughs> then we're going to hear some voice notes that you, the listener, sent in about your faves from the podcast in this past the past six years. And then we'll come back to just doing some general favorites of like, you know, for example, a recent purchase that I've made and one of those favorites. So I, I, again, I think this will be fun and different. And now I'm going to welcome Brad, who's sitting next to me. Hello, Brad. Hello, Monica. Happy to be on the show. Well, thank you very much for being willing to do this because I don't like, you know, asking myself and answering those questions. So I think this adds a little interest. Thank you. Yep. My pleasure. So we're going to have Brad take it over from here. He's going to moderate... I, uh, just our format. <laughs> yep. No, happy to do so. I mean, you, you already kind of set up the tone. You've been doing this for six years now. You've probably gotten your 10,000 hours of podcasting in. Go ahead and tell us so. what are your, what are your favorite things about podcasting just in general? In general, I love learning. This has been a big value of mine since I've been a little kid. So that really is one of my personal favorite parts about podcasting is I learn so, so much. And a recent example of that was with uh, Dr. Dr. Marissa G. Franco, um, the episode we did all about adult friendships. And you can just like hear me basically learning the whole time, just like light bulbs going off and being amazed by the research she's sharing. And uh, that's what I get to do. It's just such a thrill that I get to learn. Um, Another podcast or another general favorite I have about the podcast is it brings me a lot of fulfillment. It also brings me a lot of stress, (laughs) but I, I find a lot of fulfillment, meaning I feel like myself when I have this pursuit going on in my life. And I can officially say that because a year ago at this time, um, I was just barely kind of dipping my toes into a new way of kind of podcasting. And you guys might not even recognize the changes that were going on, but I had taken off two months in the summer and thought really seriously about stopping the podcast. Um, and I wanted to give it another go um, and and keep going with it. And I can truly say that, yeah, I, I'm glad I've stuck with it. It does bring me a lot of fulfillment. And, you know, I wrote another note here that I have no idea what that means. So I think we can just... Oh, I know what that means. <laughs> We're trying to read my chicken scratch here. <laughs> Does it say common, communion, commitment? <laughs> Communism. <laughs> no, it actually says community. <laughs> yeah. Not keep, really. I but... know you cannot even read that. That is, well, by and large, that is the number one best part, best favorite of podcasting is the community. And it's also kind of weird because you don't really get that sense of community while you're podcasting. It's a pretty like uh, weird medium that way. Like you don't get immediate feedback. You often don't get feedback at all. Like you don't really know how episodes land. You just know what the numbers say. And sometimes you get an, a DM or a comment, but there's still just this incredible community that shows up in those places that really buoys me up and I learned so much from and just really smart, intelligent, open-minded, well, smart and intelligent. <sighs> it's late for me tonight, guys, but 
smart, talented, open-minded, creative women who, who listen to this show and who make my life better for what they contribute to it. That's great. So th- those are some of the general faves. Let's kind of dive into narrow focus just on this last year. Tell us about... I don't want you to get too close. I'm pulling him back from the microphone just a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> Tell us about um, some of your favorite moments from this last year. So uh, some favorite moments for me um, include when I finally got two big interviews that I really wanted to land. One was Greg McEwen. I have been trying to get him on the podcast for maybe four or five years. Like I've emailed, done forms. I, I've done all the things. Um so we finally got that in, by the way, was because I like put on my Instagram stories. Does anyone know Greg McEwen? <laughs> and can anyone uh, just tell him I'm not a weirdo and he should be on the show? And someone did that who knew him. Um, so that was a huge moment. And we're going to hit pause because we've got a little four-year-old who wants us to read a book, even though it's well past his bedtime and we thought he was asleep. It was a very pressing question about a millipede, of course. So, okay. So I was talking about Greg. So Mm -hmm. she made that connection for us and he very kindly agreed. But what, so that moment alone was great. But what made that moment even better was when we were recording. I was, of course, nervous. Um, But what made it such a great moment was that Greg was not, he didn't show up like he was doing me a favor. (laughs) You know, he like, came into it prepared. He had thought through the questions I had set him in advance, which, you know, sometimes people don't do. And he, he was just so generous and so thoughtful. And it meant the world to me, especially because he had our community in mind when he answered those questions. Um, so that was a big moment. Another moment of like landing a great guest was um, Amelia Nagoski, and we're going to have her sister on soon too. I'm recording with her in two weeks. So having them, are those that's another duo that I've been trying to get on the podcast for a long time, Emily in particular, but then after they um, co-wrote their book, Burnout. So that was a big moment. Um, I, I guess those are the two that really come to mind for me. Mm-hmm. What what about a what about an episode? I mean, Greg's episode, I'm sure, was one of your favorites as well. But anything else that comes to mind from the last year is an episode that stands out. To me, it's like more of the episode series. So if you were to ask me, like, what has been one of my favorite episodes this year, I'd actually say it's the series that we've been doing, the How Do You series, where we get to hear from women about the hobbies and the goals and the pursuits that they're working on. I just really love those conversations. And I love being able to hear from the women in this community and the real ways that they're growing. Um, I guess a solo episode for me, a, a favorite there, is um, probably the comparison monster episode. I just felt like that one really, um, it's like how I want the show to sound all the time when I'm recording by myself. Uh, so that's that's my favorite from this past year. Favorite mm. ep- episode series and solo episode. I do like the series because so far you've had, how do you go back to law school? How do you rock climb? How do you get into running? Yeah. How do you become a poet? How do you garden? And and there's more too. Awesome. Um, so I guess that, that covers episode. It, was there an interview in particular, like a particular person that, that stuck out to you as a fave from this last year? So from this past year alone, my favorite interview has been Mia Hempstad's interview on self-care. 
She just came into it so knowledgeable and had so many great practical tips. She also shared her own story, which was really impactful. And it was the one I heard a ton about from the listeners. Um, So Mia Hempstead's interview, that was a phenomenal like chef's kiss episode um, interview. And another interview that I really loved was with Jody Moore this, this past, just I think the last couple months about a, a, like your relationships with your parents as adults. Um, again, just another person who's like really big in the podcasting and like professional development world. And she was very generous with her time and again, very prepared and um, just someone I really admire. And that's like one of those things I wish people could see, like that the people that we often respect online are really great, really, 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 truly, genuinely great people um, in person. What would you consider kind of your biggest success or biggest gain from this last year of the podcast? I think it's finally having an ad network that we're a part of. Um, I'm part of a podcasting network, which also means there's like an ad agency there that has been truly years in the making. I was, I talked to ad agencies, like I I think year two and turned them down because I didn't think I would have a lot of choice in the ads they wanted. And it's kind of been that way ever since, except it's been more like I've been trying to get ad agencies to, to take me because the goalposts just kept getting moved farther and farther. Like they kept saying like, oh no, it's actually like originally when I was doing podcasting, it's each episode needs to get like 4,000 downloads within a month for you to be considered. And now the number is more like 10,000 within a month, just like a brand new episode. And to be honest, we're not there, <laughs> but we're still, we're still a, a great podcast and a great community. And we finally got Um, someone to believe in us, which is such a relief. I have no idea if I'm even making like anything from it yet. I don't think I I don't see paychecks from there from like 90 days after podcast ads air, but I know eventually it should at least cover my costs, which is a huge relief. So that was a huge win to finally get that. And that's only been this past fall. So those are all the good things up to this point. Let's go to the other side of things. Talk about some of your non-faves from the from podcasting in general, some of the things you don't like quite as much. I think the biggest one that has been weighing on me for the past two years is that we have hit a plateau for a long time with our listenership, like how many women and occasionally men too are listening to this podcast. So like 2019 was a huge growth year for this show and I didn't know it. I didn't know it until hindsight, like that was a huge growth year. Like we grew a crazy amount. And then 2020 was a year where a lot of my podcasting buddies saw significant dips in their numbers. And I didn't, we were still growing, but 2021 and 2022 have been not only plateau years, but also like years where we've seen those dips. And that's been discouraging, especially as I've been so close to signing on to ad agencies. And, um, it's, you know, it's just one of those things like numbers aren't the reason you do things, but with podcasting, it's how you are able to, um, you know, basically keep it going. <laughs> like you, you, you do need to be able to be growing. So I'm, that's been a non-fave the past couple of years. It's just been, it's been kind of a, like a, you know, a mindset thing I have to work on a lot. And also just, um, I keep trying new things. So that's been kind of a hard part. So if you're listening, you're like, I love this podcast, like share about it. Cause that's the number one way podcasts grow. I think a second non-fave for me is just 
the ghosting um, aspect that happens a lot with podcasting and why are you smiling like that? Just because you're like Gen Z busting out the ghosting term, but it's totally relevant. It totally fits. I don't even know. Gen Z. They didn't make that term up, did they? Maybe not, but they're the ones that are using it in like dating and, and, oh. and friendships. Like, oh, I totally got ghosted, but... Yeah. And I mean, that's happened from day one, too. Like people say, yes, I'd love to be on the show or yes, I'd love to you, have you on my show or to c- commit in one, you know, some other way. And and then they just don't respond after um, in any way. So um, that's and that's not the worst. Honestly, it's not. But it's just something that happens. Um, but I would say one that is kind of the worst is I don't feel like I'm as open. But, you know, in, in many ways, that's a good thing, too. Like, I, I think we've always been try to be careful about like how much we're sharing online and all that. But after some tumultuous like political years and, you know, being online, it's a really tough space to kind of feel like yourself. I find myself even questioning like, like, oh, I'm going to post this like granola recipe that I love and people are going to criticize it. <laughs> like you just they probably will. Well, and that's, that's they'll the criticize bummer. anything like they'll find a reason to get upset about whatever you do. Yeah. I, so I find myself, I mean, holding back quite a lot in ways I didn't used to, even though I still felt like I had some pretty clear boundaries in the past. Like I don't, I, I think I was still pretty private, but now I'm like almost like, I don't even want to show what my house looks like in, on the inside anymore. Um, cause I don't want, I just can't deal with it. I just can't deal with the DMs of unsolicited advice or like telling me something's ugly even in my house, you know? So like in general, I just, I really hesitate basically to share anything and I'm always working through that. And that's just kind of one of the non-faves in general. Um, should we share a loss? Yes. Let's talk about a loss. New topic. This is, this is like a non-fave from this past year in particular, a loss that I had, I was, <laughs> I had two huge disappointments with getting sponsored, like ads on the show. And one was, um, this, this ad agency that I was really excited about really felt like a great fit. But at the same time, I also felt like they were acting like they were doing me a favor and my questions were annoying to them. And then they, they dropped me out of nowhere because of those questions. And I don't cry like very often. Right. But I really, that one basically broke my heart because it really did feel like years of work totally flushed down the toilet and not because I thought it was all for nothing, but because basically someone else told me you're worthless. You're not worth this time to onboard you. You're asking too many questions. Um, which was really disheartening. Shortly after that, I signed up with another one, but, uh, you know, it was in a beta launch, which means it was like not official, which is kind of worked out for our benefit. And the same kind of thing happened. I was just like, hello, (laughs) can I have this question answered, please? And like two weeks later and like my three follow-ups later, I'd get like a half answer and a half sentence. And I'd be like, Thank you very much, kind person. Now, will you please answer the other half of that question? It was just agonizing. And um, and then once the weight loss ads were still airing, even though I had been so adamant about no weight loss ads, um, I, I said, okay, I'm sorry, this isn't going to work. And then I reached out to the one I'm in right now, and I was shocked that they would be interested in me and 
and now we have that gain from there. So, and there's the challenge in achieving that balance of being assertive and like actually getting questions answered that you deserve answered, and then not trying to come off as whatever they perceive you to be like overbearing or high maintenance. It it just stinks. That was what was so hard about that first one in particular because I felt like um, that's the way I had been perceived when I thought any good podcaster will be asking these questions. And it, and it felt like it felt really personal, you know, and the second one just was more, I could just tell that they didn't have enough team, like a team members. So I didn't take that one as personally. And they were actually really good about being like, what can we do better? Um, which I really respected. So, you know, I learned a lot from all that. Okay. So I think that's it for my, my faves of the podcast. And what we're going to do next is have a quick break. And then we're going to hear your podcast faves. And I mean, the women who kindly sent in some voice notes about what their faves from the podcast have been the past six years. And after that, we're going to do something fun. We're going to close up with a rapid fire session between me and Brad of just personal favorite things. You up for it? I'm up for it. Let's do it. This podcast is sponsored by ZocDoc. If you have ever been a fan of online review apps, whether you're going to a restaurant or you want to check out if that nail salon is something you should really spend your hard-earned money on, then you will love what I'm going to share with you today. We read reviews because it helps us meet what matters to us. Why can't it be the same when we are trying to find the right doctor for us that meets what we want and we need, oh, and also takes our insurance and is in within our neighborhood's distance? This is why I want you to check out ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. You can find and review local doctors. You can read verified patient reviews from real people who made real appointments. And now when you walk into that doctor's office, you're all set to see someone in a network who gets you and gets what you want and you need. Go to ZocDoc.com slash progress and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's zocdoc.com slash progress. ZocDoc.com slash progress. Hi, Monica. I absolutely loved the episode with Carolyn. Everything that comes out of her mouth is gold, and this episode was no different. I try really hard to be open-hearted and loving, but I sometimes struggle with feeling judgmental. During your interview with Carolyn, it hit me that when I feel judgmental towards other people, it's because I'm looking for someone to reflect myself back. I want other people to be mirrors of who I am because it means that who I am is good. I realized that I've been looking at others to confirm that who I am is okay instead of just meeting people with curiosity where they are. Who someone else is has nothing to do with who I am. So my goal is to be curious about other people's perspectives and thoughts and beliefs and past and present and future without worrying about what that says about me. Hi, Monica. This is Ramona. I've been following your podcast for about three plus years. And so I decided I could pick three favorite podcasts since I've got three plus years of following The first one is number 263, Why You Don't Need to Be Afraid of Intuitive Eating with Beth Summers. 
Um, a partner one to that was 318 with Lexi Kite, which is How to Overcome Body Obsession and Come Home to Yourself. Both of these podcasts have helped me to step away from diet culture and make some important changes. Another favorite podcast is the one for this week. It's number 443. Wow, that's a lot of podcasts, Monica. And it's the science of making and keeping friends as an adult with Dr. Marissa G. Franco. Congratulations on those six years, and we hope you're around for six more. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Sharon Colling. And trying to figure out which episode is my favorite is really, really difficult because each one has its own flavor and speaks to me personally in some manner. Um, I will say that when Monica gets on and talks herself and does podcasts on her own life, and especially the ones where um, she talks about all the things that are going well and all the things that are challenging, that's really um, meaningful to me when I hear that. And so um, because that means our podcaster has lives just like ours. But being close to retirement age, I think one that stood out to me was the most recent one, and that is the one about developing friendships. And um, <clears throat> if you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend it. And again, just it's not just for young people, and it's just not for uh, moms or young kids, but any age could really benefit from that one. And one last piece is if you haven't done the sticky habit method, um, that class with Monica, you need to do that because it's so awesome. And I know I'm off track here, but I just had to throw that in. So thank you, and I look forward to more podcasts. So, Monica, I wanted to call in and just let you know something that I have appreciated about your podcast. Um, I've been around for a while, and I remember last summer when you took a break in order to move and kind of redo the pro the podcast and um, make it what it is now, I remember thinking uh, how cool that was. And then when you started coming back in September of last year with your episodes, I was just so thrilled to see what you were able to create. And I remember you talking about how stressful the move was and how you, your family needed help adjusting, and I looked to you as an example of what is possible because as I struggled to start my own business and get it off the ground, I I really found like a guiding star in you and what you were doing and what you're able to accomplish and in the community because the, the community around about progress is so cohesive and so inclusive and um, I just, I guess, wanted to say that you have really created something for me to look up to and aspire to, and the content within your show has just been um, exactly what I have needed. I feel like you really understand your audience and how to um, get in touch with them, and that I have been inspired by everything that you have you take them last time. So thank you for doing that, and I just want you to know that um, you're an inspiration to me still, and thank you for sharing your light. Hi, Monica. It's Karen. Congratulations on six years with the podcast. I am so, so glad 
that you were brave and took the plunge to start this podcast. It's changed my life in so many ways. Um, I wanted to share with you just a few of my favorite podcast guests or favorite guests that you've had. Um, the Lazy Genius. Both of those episodes were amazing. Two of my favorite people together. What's more to like? Um, Noelle Pika's Pace. I loved her episode and just talking about how to break things down and be brave. And then Mia Hempstead as she talked about the four B's for self-care, basic, boring, brilliant, and bougie. And then, of course, you with your solo episodes and just the wisdom and the love and the strength that you share with us as a community. Thanks, Monica. I'm so glad you started this podcast six years ago. Hi, Monica. It's Tanya Choi here. First of all, I would just like to say congratulations. What an accomplishment. What an impact you've made on... Um, gosh, just women in general that have been so lucky enough to uh, find your podcast and listen to it. When I first discovered your podcast, January will be a year ago, um, the first thing that really just drew me in, and it was almost like a drug, <laughs> if I'm being honest, it was like when you talked about progress over perfection. I have spent most of my adult life just being paralyzed uh, for fear of failure and not trying things and not living to my fullest potential, um, not feeling satisfied. And so hearing, hearing that really caught my attention and it spoke not just to my head, but to my heart. Um, I really like the one of the latest ones that I listened to when you you were interviewing, and I am terrible with remembering names off the top of my head, but you were interviewing your friend who has written several books, but her latest book was written about how to love people better. Um, and that is, and I, that's actually a topic I'm on a per, like just on a personal note that I am um, kind of exploring myself. So, uh, one of your episodes that really stand out to me is also when you talk about, or you talked about how, um, you ask yourself sometimes, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel today? And so I started implementing that a lot into my daily life. So there have been days where I've gotten up and I've asked myself, how do I want to feel today? And then I intuitively know I want to feel rested or I want to feel inspired or I want to feel productive. And I have chosen to find at least one thing to do that day that will make me feel the way I need to feel. It's helped me to kind of tune into myself more, hear my inner voice and honor that um, rather than just kind of being deaf to it and unaware. And then number two, it's teaching me to kind of meet my own emotional needs rather than projecting or relying on my husband or, you know, other people to hopefully say the thing I want them to say or do the thing I want them to do to make me feel the way I need to feel. I really enjoyed all your topics on habits. Um, that's been a lot of things I've been able to apply um, to my life. And so regardless of the topic, Monica, it is, it is the, the intention your heart can be felt, the intention that you have to make a positive impact on the lives of other women, to uplift, encourage, empower. Um, I think that 
it, it hasn't just been one topic. It has been this past year, I have felt for the first time in a really long time in my life, outside of my husband giving me a pep talk or reading, you know, self-help, I truly feel like I have found a genuine online community through your podcast. And I truly feel like I have been empowered. I've been encouraged. I've been informed. I have been uplifted. It really means a lot to me. And I know it means a lot to all the other women that have been touched by you and your work. Thank you so much to these women who heeded my desperate plea (laughs) that people submit voice notes because I didn't want to like um, do a repetitive anniversary um, episode. And it's so fun to hear what their favorites were. And and thank you for the kind words as well. All right, Brad, are you ready to do a rapid fire session? I am ready. Let's do it. And just to remind people, these are our personal faves of six things. And the reason we're doing six again is honor of the six year anniversary. That's very creative. Do you want to ask me first or do you want me to ask you? Do you want to do at the same time? The same How about, I'll, I'll ask you. We'll hear from you first. Okay. That sounds great. So your favorite recent purchase. My favorite recent per- purchase have been really thick, fuzzy socks from Costco that you literally can't put shoes on over them. They are so thick. I don't know if they're available at your closest Costco, but they have been delightful. We're heading into winter. Monica gets cold so easily. And so anything that allows her to bundle up and stay warm, she is a thousand percent on board with. Yep. And for me, um, Oh, so I'm sorry. So now I ask you, okay, what's your favorite recent purchase, Brad? So for me, um, I, I run a lot and I love running during the summer just because you don't have to deal with the elements. But now that we're getting into cold weather again, I start layering up to go outside in the cold, but I finally was like, you know what? I should get some compression leggings and a compression shirt so that I, those will help me stay warmer. I don't have to wear as many layers. And the few times that I've tried it out, it has been awesome. It's been so much easier to get out in the cold to run if you're wearing the right gear. I'm proud of you for finally like getting official workout clothes this year too. I feel like we've, we've finally prioritized that for you and it's been great. Okay, I'm going to ask you the next one first, okay? Mm-hmm. What is one of your favorite Trader Joe's items? Well, it's, it's always going to be cereal. Their oh. shredded wheat is pretty solid, but especially the vanilla almond granola is the best cereal at Super Trader good. Joe's. I like I their could, chocolate I, I could eat that on a desert island. Okay, my favorite Trader Joe's items are twofold. One, I like their dark chocolate peanut butter cups. They're so good. But... In the, in the winter season, you need to get their their peppermint Jojos that are dark chocolate covered. Oh, they're so good. I'm going to go to Trader Joe's, I think, tomorrow just to see if they're there. I also gift these to my neighbors. Like, that's my neighbor gift. Mm, dip it in some eggnog. Delicious. Gross. Your favorite show. My favorite show right now, I feel like sheepish admitting, but it's Bad Sisters on Apple TV and we've been watching it the last couple of weeks gradually together language other stuff um just don't come at me or judge me for sharing this but I really think it's a great show they have great chemistry and it's a interesting thriller slash comedy slash drama it's been good what about you your so favorite show for, so for me lately it's been Andor on Disney plus the prequel to Rogue One Star Wars universe it's been an awesome show um I think 
what's been good about it is it kind of stands on its own as like a, a spy thriller intrigue um, that just so happens to be set in the Star Wars universe. Take away the Star Wars stuff, it still would be an awesome show. So anyone that's kind of held off on that, it is a little slower than the other ones like the Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Obi-Wan Kenobi that have come out recently. So you kind of got to give it a little bit of a chance. Super well written, really well acted, and gives you a little bit of a payoff. Um, every two or three episodes, things pick up a little bit, a little more action. So it's all worth it because they do a great job of establishing the characters, establishing the story. That's great. I have not watched it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to force you to with the kids. at some point. Okay, favorite book from this past year? So for me, I actually need to look up what it's called. Um, but Michael Connelly is one of my favorite authors. He writes the Harry Bosch books and uh, the Lincoln Lawyer books. It was the most recent Lincoln Lawyer book um, where uh, he gets accused of murder and then represents himself. And that's, you know, on the back cover of the book. So it's not spoiling anything. Loved the book. Thought it was awesome. And in a future episode, I'll tell you what it's actually called. <laughs> that's okay. They can look at Michael Connelly. Um, my favorite book from this past year, I have read a ton this year and some really, really great books, but I think on the top of my list might be Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John Mandel. It's kind of like cross timelines, cross characters. Also, there's like a pandemic, um, which felt very relevant. Uh, you know, it's really, really, really good. Um, and there's so many more that I'm like, I don't know, I want to talk about this one or this one or this one. I will say just one other like fantasy series I never expected to like uh, fantasy at all. But this basically got me through um, the worst months of our, I'm saying our pregnancy because Brad basically took over everything in our household, uh, is the Throne of Glass series um, by Sarah Maz, Maze. Um, anyway. I started it and it took me a really long time to get into the first book and the second book. But by the end, I was like slow clapping. Like it was incredible how she wrapped everything together and how she grew the storyline and the characters. So really recommend that series. But I think it's like 4,000 pages is what I read in the oh, end man. of that. And that one I literally did read on my on my Kindle. Um, okay. Uh, next up, we just have two more. What has been a favorite? Re- and I guess we probably should talk fast or we'll keep it shorter from here. Okay. Favorite recipe that you made recently? French fries. And by favorite recipe, my recipes are just whatever I Google when I want to make something. And the first thing that pops up is the recipe I use. So French fries the other day, it was reasonably easy. Just added some spices, chopped them up, put them in the oven, and they turned out, they turned out decent. They were. Sorry, I yawned. They were incredible. Like really, really, really good. Um, the favorite recipe I've had is... Um, Mel's Kitchen Cafe, her almond honey granola. I made it this morning again. Super, super good. Okay. Last one. Favorite, oh, up. favorite memory. Favorite memory from the past year. Um, should I share mine? You go so, ahead and share you... yours and I'll try and think of one. Yeah. I think we've just had a great year because of our family focus on fun. I feel like we took a couple months off of that while I was like really in the throes of early pregnancy. And so because of that, my favorite memory is just us going to this like Halloween themed like family. I don't know how to describe it. It's just basically like a Halloween fair. Yeah, it was like a, it was a, like a fall festival, pumpkin festival ish type thing. Yeah, there was like so many kid activities, but what felt good about it was just 
the kids were having fun. We were all together. We were enjoying ourselves and I wasn't like wanting to die. <laughs> so that's one of my favorite memories. And the four-year-old is up again. So let's just keep going and you finish up power with your through this. favorite memory. Brad. I mean, so this is a repetitive thing, but I just like going on our Sunday walks because those, yeah. when everyone's outside and half the kids are on bikes or on scooters and we're throwing the football around and we're, we're talking, it's kind of, us at our best element of just uh, being with each other as a family, no technology, out in nature, having fun. So yeah. family walks on Sundays. And with that, I would add like family hikes and Bryce Canyon, like all that kind of stuff. Good, good, good stuff. Well, I think that's it. Brad, thank you for joining me in our six-year anniversary podcast episode. Thank you for kindly contributing. And thank you for all the people who listen and who support this show with your ears and your time. It really, truly means the world to me. And we're, again, just recording over the four-year-old. Um, we couldn't, the show would not be possible without you. So if you have it in your heart, share about the show today. And if you want to enter my year six giveaway, I'm giving away six totes of filled with six of my favorite things, obviously to six winners. Um, you just need to automatically, sim- or you're automatically submitted if you do this on Apple Podcasts. Just leave a rating interview or update your old one. If you're on another app, make sure you just take a screenshot and email it to me at hello at aboutprogress.com. Um, but again, just a huge heartfelt thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for being here can do with um no i already said that so let's just say thank you and i don't feel like i can end with my usual send-off because <laughs> there's no way for you to do something with what you learned today what should we say instead brad um go make that honey granola there we go Okay, you need to go back downstairs. Don't, because it, you know how big it is? It's like that big. It's not the size of a snake, it's the size of a worm. You could step on it and kill it. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt, it doesn't bite people. It doesn't hurt people. It it, it just poisons people. Well, let me read. (laughs) Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.